Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, I'm talking to Adam Stevenson of Capital Theater, um, a rock group out of New Zealand who has a debut album out called Hero's Journey. It's a concept record, and it's their first release in which the character in the album follows the hero's journey, a Joseph Campbell theory line of story writing, and uh, I shouldn't say theory line, a Joseph Campbell philosophy of uh, story writing, Carl Jungian philosophy of archetypes and how they fit in that story. They do it in such a way where they keep this um, rock record feel where it's like any song can be a single, but when put together, this narrative comes out. Um, I talk with uh, Adam, singer-songwriter from Capitol Theater, and I caught him in between um, recording sessions in L.A., and uh, he hopped on a Zoom call. It was It's a quicker interview than those who are used to uh, the talks we have on the show, um, Time Crunch being one of them. He had a session to get to, and Zoom... Uh, giving me the time limit. But it was a really fun chat. We got to geek out a little bit, geek out about their producer, Mike Klein, who um, produced Guns N' Roses and some of the nuances in his way of capturing performance from the guys he's working with. And Adam gets into a really cool, detailed story about that and nerding out about New Zealand and and like just the idea of the hero's journey and how to make that musical. Because we see that a lot. But usually it's in the context of a of a film or a story. Not that music isn't one of those, but this was a cool, this was a really cool, insightful, like, look into that. We're going to listen to the song Fate Accompli off Capitol Theater's album Hero's Journey.
Complay off uh, Hero's Journey, the band's Capital Theater, available now on all streaming platforms. Check out the rest of the record. Um, you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on one of the podcast platforms. It helps me keep talking to cool guests and sharing their insight with you. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Adam Stevenson. So jumping into it, I wanted to ask you guys about Capital Cinema. Capital Cinema. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about? Are you talking about at the Capital Cinema in Auckland, or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. It's just like a, a beautiful old theatre um, in Auckland that uh, I suppose it might have had something to do with inspiring our name. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, yeah, just a really a really beautiful, cool old old theatre. Um, and uh, yeah, we at, at one point we. Uh, had uh, ownership of it um and yeah it's just it kind of ins- started kind of as probably in- it dropped the name capital into the into the uh forefront of our minds and from there um we, we kind of came about the name capital theater nice to own a theater though that's pretty rad do you guys do any like mm. cool, like shows in that like no, kind of. Yeah, you know, it was it was a little bit of a little bit of a, a fleeting exercise, but um, but yeah, yeah, our drama Paul's very much involved in um, uh, like commercial property dealings. So yeah, we just um, we had that for for a little bit, um, and then passed it on to someone else. Oh, okay, bummer. That'd be cool. I've always there's some cool uh, theaters in Cleveland that have like, you can tell at one time they were like vaudeville. You know what I mean? Before they were movie theaters, yep. so you're like, there's a little, there's a little off there. We could put a cool show on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we, we actually just we were in Cleveland. We played at the Beachland Ballroom. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was with uh, one oh, one oh seven, um, Cleveland. Oh, very. The radio cool. stations. Yeah. Um, who el- who else was on the bill? Was there any locals? Oh, we just. We, no, we just played like a listener appreciation show just for um just for some listeners that came out. Um, it was a good vibe. Yeah, it was cool. Very cool, very cool. We were just there uh, yesterday with my group. I play in a band called Sea Level, Letter C Dash, and uh, they had a Devo Devotion Night. Devo is a big thing from Ohio, so they had okay. a whole yeah, yeah. festival where they just worship Devo. It's pretty rad. But yeah, mm. Beachland's a beautiful spot. So you guys go out of New Zealand a lot um, now. What's the New Zealand music scene like, and is it easy to kind of branch out of? Yeah, it's very um, it's very diverse, um, New Zealand, and, and it's um, you know, and its culture and and the the music that that comes out. So um, within kind of every niche, there's um, you know, there's only so many um, kind of bands and stuff that are that are kicking about. So so it's kind of close knit, um, and then yeah, I mean, yeah, we. Bands do do kind of do do great things overseas from New Zealand. Um, we've had a lot of successful kind of pop artists come out, I suppose. Um, people like Lord and um, the Broods, I suppose, and um, Benny um, is another younger artist. Um, all doing great things. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things that New Zealanders do overseas. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's. Uh, 
in some ways it's it's hard sometimes for New Zealand bands to get like um you know big labels behind them until they've until they've got a, a good amount of momentum um I think probably just the the relocation or, or like the commitment to being um in certain territories and it comes with a comes with a financial kind of um commitment as well so yeah um be, being you know all the, all the way across the other side of the world and I suppose in the last couple of years we've been pretty much locked down into our country so we haven't been able to get out so um but yeah I mean I, I think New Zealand music is very healthy it's very diverse that's amazing it's it's so hard man it's just so hard to even play out of state you know what I mean like in the states or in a you know like so to go across the across the world I mean that's incredible that you guys can do that um so you guys started with a jam band or not jam band a jam night right yeah and uh, what's that? I think um, that's where me and my bass player met. Is that a mic night? Um, and yeah. I think there's a sacred specialness to to open stages and letting people mingle and come up with stuff and just like try stuff and be able to fail in front of other musicians. Um, mm. But I, I I'm curious to what that looks like in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, well, it was that was just a. Um, it was just a night put together um, where I mean, we, you kind of, you knew all the other musicians and stuff um, and things were just um, pretty relaxed. Um, it was always a good vibe, but um, yeah, we just, one night the, the three of us put together and um, we just gelled and um, just jammed a bunch of different covers and things. Um, and yeah, and we just, we stayed in touch ever since and kept jamming. Um, so yeah, you're right. It is a, it is a very nice way to meet other people you know other musicians it's a it's a very very unique thing to be um learning each other musically were you were you playing before meeting up with these guys were you singing and playing before or like was this kind of just the magic moment it all happened um no i think i mean um i mean all of us have been playing music all our all of our lives really you know um for, from a young age so um yeah, I mean, I've always been, I've always had a music project going, um, you know, whether it just be on my own, um, you know, singing at, singing at pubs or whatever, or um, just doing my own thing, um, or finding whoever I could, you know, to, to jam with along the way. But yeah, when, when we met um, as Capital Theatre, it was, uh, yeah, it was very, it was very much a, a good, a good chemistry that we, we held on to and kept developing. Very cool. Like the band's got a lot of energy. I get a lot of like Foo Fighter vibes, a lot of like this intense rock, um, which is not, it's not easy to develop that type of like energy, like as a group to carry that energy it isn't that easy. It's not, it's it maybe usually sometimes you get like a one guy that's all the way out there and then you're trying to catch up. But as a unit, that's not an easy thing to do. So to find that, that group, that's, a, that's a real special thing. Um, but like kind of, so like, before leaving that topic, I'm just curious, what were like some of the songs you guys were like working on or covering at this mic night? Like were some of the, the touching bases for Capitol theater? Yeah. Well, you kind of, you kind of referred to it. I mean, it, there would have been probably some Foo Fighters, Nirvana. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to think back to that. You know, it might've been some killers stuff or um, uh, just trying to think of some of those ones that we would have played back then. Um, but you know, it's just yeah, just just good good music. I mean, 
we also um we then used to just jam and play like um we used to play like for parties and things like that and we we would we would kind of just get a really broad spectrum of music together anyway so you know like um he you know he, heaps of great songs from the past you know um bands like toto or um you know even like doobie brothers or CCR, the Beatles, the Eagles, like any of these bands that, you know, with, with great songs, um, you know, we would, we would actually learn, you know, learn those. And then, so you get the, you get that benefit of understanding the songwriting and, um, and how these, how these awesome songs that have connected with millions of people, how they, how they are written. So I think we actually honed our skills early on with, you know, learning the great songs of the past. Definitely. And like, well, that's that's. I mean, I think that's really well pointed out. Is like that music works for a reason. It care it conveys some emotional intent in its own way. From CCR to Toto, there's some emotional content that uh, intent that's being conveyed specifically for each group. And being able to see what that is and learn from those skills to apply that to yourself, because it's kind of like a the whole. I'm really hip to really into Bruce Lee. The idea of expressing yourself with your body when you need to with whatever it may be, if it's a kick or a punch, you're pushing it right there. So to be able to find the emotional intent and find how it works for you is like the endless journey of a, any type of artist. So that, uh, yeah. like, that that totally checks out. What were some like kind of early like examples that conveyed themselves to you in that way? Like if it's like um, seeing how CCR works songwriting-wise yeah. or, or Nirvana. Yeah. Well, um. One thing I like about music um, or, or songwriting, I think, is when you know you get the, the magical meeting of of lyrical meaning and and the sonic kind of, um, uh, you know, whatever's happening sonically or rhythmically. Um, and I always I like I, I always point to artists like like Paul McCartney is probably the best at it. Um, if you think about I don't know. You just think about a song like "Long and Winding Road," and, and the and the way that the the chord progression meanders, like a almost like a winding road, you know. Or Don 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 Henley is a, is a, is an amazing kind of you know that that kind of um, very very clever at understanding the mood of the song and 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 marrying up the meaning at the same time, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, a song like "Hotel California" is just. It's its own. It's its own entity, right? This the whole the whole thing in its entirety is, um, um, you know, it's just Hotel California. It's got a vibe to it from from the from the intro right out to to the to the lead at the end, you know. Right, right, right. What's it? Um, so what I found interesting about your guys's record, Hero's Journey, is it's this concept record, and like it follows the whole idea of Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, from what I can tell, like. And but everything's catchy, which is you know there's a lot of concept records, but to to make it have, sing and be as catchy as each part isn't easy to do. Um, so I guess my question with that is, when did like kind of concept uh, writing and concepts appeal to the band, and were there any like influential concept albums that brought you to want to do something like this? Um, it wasn't so much that we. Yeah, it wasn't so much that what you know, like we're not like a massive, um, you know, we we, we didn't we, we didn't necessarily set out to um, 
to always do concept albums, but it just kind of fell, it fell into place somehow. Um, yeah, and I just, I just think I just got kind of caught up in in learning about what Joseph Campbell's kind of over, overarching kind of message was, um, which was that you know storytelling throughout time um, follows a certain follows that hero's journey um, archetype, and um, and then I just just kind of thought, well, what what we wanted to do was um, shape an album um, so that we that so that we could kind of uh give ourselves license to to writing um you know like a, a a battle song which you know we have some high energy songs in there but then also have license to 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 pull back and 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 be um a bit more delicate so um so that was kind of the the motivation behind it to to create an interesting series of 10 songs but um given that that was our it was our first album as well um we really wanted to also put out 10 very consumable songs because you know we, we actually didn't we didn't know which of the 10 we might even want to want to take to radio or anything so so there was a there was definitely commercial sensibilities in that sense so we didn't we didn't and because it was our first album we just wanted to give ourselves a really good shot of just having 10 great songs that that might have consideration for 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 radio as well um so that was that was you know, you, so you don't you don't get the kind of Pink Floydy kind of really embellished, um, uh, you know, deep kind of prog rock stuff at all. But um, but it's so album album two though we're we're probably going which we're recording at the moment. Um, we are giving ourselves a bit more license because we kind of we kind of know what we're doing now. Um, so there's probably some more expressive songs that are coming out in in the second album, but. But the first album is, yeah, it's a very good, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's nice variation between the songs. Um, and, yeah, you say they're all catchy. Yeah, we, we, we kind of did write them with the intention that any one of them um, could, be, could be released as a single. That's, I, I think that's amazing because that, that's harder to do. Like, you know, I mean, you can kind of make a concept a little clearer if there's a, more space and like you can be like well this is the the call to action clearly or whatever when you're following the the circle right but to do it in a way like you guys did where everyone is its own you know start and finish its own little circle within the big circle of the hero's journey i think is more challenging to do and and to yeah come with it being your first one so this is what you're pushing to to certain markets too so that's like three levels of a difficult thing to do and i think that do it like how you guys did where it does follow this concept and it and each one stands on their own is amazing yeah yeah but and that, that probably comes back to that idea of you know what once you've got a you know a notch on the hero's journey and and let's say it's um you know it's the call to adventure and we've got a song called second skin which is quite a ballady type of song starts off with piano and it's quite quiet and then it it, it crescendos out, but yeah, in, in its entirety, it's its own song, and it, and it does it, it does have that kind of connection between the lyric and, and all of them really sh should be creating the right um, mood for the for the moment, and then the lyrics should be conveying um, you know what's going on. So yeah, and our producer um, Mike Clink, he that's what he noticed. That's what he liked about it. He said, you know, every song is actually its own journey. It's its own story um, within, within a connected series of, of um, events. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's that's definitely something that we that we always try and do. Every song's got to have its own um, thing, uh, its own its own entity, its own world. You know, each song, you know, each song is is its own little world. That's amazing. Now, I think you guys did an incredible job with it. Um, we, did that kind of like help as far as like honing in like the songwriting, having like the specific? Because I, I don't know, some people have like that thing where they write every day and whatever. That's the nugget they get. They take to the band, or like does, so. Does kind of having this narrative help that that process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. I, I think it, it it definitely helped us because I mean, especially we, we would we were creating the band from scratch at that point. So um, it definitely helped us to organize our thoughts and to, to, um, you know, so, you know, we, we, we would, we would have written um, three or four contenders for a certain part on the journey, you know, so then we would, then we would be able to be like, well, which one sounds more like a call to adventure or which one sounds more like, um, you know the, the the battle scene, or or what what what's what's the realization moment? Where's our realization song? And it has to be a beautiful piano ballad. Like where's the where's the intro piano hook? Where you know have we written it yet? And all that stuff. So so it is kind of was a little bit like um, you know a very large um, template That's to cool. work from. That's very cool. Which one was the hardest kind of part to write? You know, was it more of the tender, like the meeting of the goddess, or uh, which which step in the hero's journey was the hardest one to decide as, decide as a group? Well, I think I think that the the very end yeah. very end part, which was kind of like you know the, the 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 kind of revelation part, right? And and it's a, it's the last song in our album is um you know it's a little bit um. Is a kind of probably a different example of, you know, it's almost if you're watching a stage show, very much would be like the finale sounding kind of thing where, you know, all the cast and characters come on and take a bow. And it's, you know, it is a bit, it is a bit like that. And that's where we were kind of uh, wondering whether or not it's, um, if it was Capital Theatre <laughs> enough, because it does, it, it is, a, it is a, a little bit probably flamboyant in a way. But, um, uh, we were just we kind of committed to it. We we're like, yeah, no, it sounds like the end of an album. It's very, it's kind of almost uplifting, and it yeah, brings on those cues of of like, oh yeah, this is the end of, you know, this is the end of the of the show kind of thing. So, yeah, and we we just kind of committed to it and stuck with it. And it's yeah, it's a great song. I mean, it's um, it kind of yeah, it sounds there's there's probably some kind of Queen esque um references in that one um probably more yeah yeah things like that but um yeah so so but yeah we, we just we just kind of committed to to writing and and you know honing in on on which what you know what what kind of songs we had kicking about and placing them in the right order and making sure that they were as strong as possible you know nice yeah it's hard it's hard to write a concept anything as a group you know what i mean like there's a lot of great concept records but you can kind of pin it to a guy like a roger waters or a, a kanye west or you know what i mean you can pin it to the mad the mad scientist but I, I really that's really inspiring to hear how you guys kind of went about it putting it up as a group and kind of bringing multiple takes on each segment to it 
And I, I'd imagine with like any writer uh, for a play or for a TV or for a concept of any sort, the return home, the end point which the story comes back with the moral and a changed character is always going to be the most difficult. You know, like, and it just even in human life, when you're trying to like change your whatever habits you have or whatever, that point of getting to it is the hardest part, you know? Um, so that, that makes sense that that would be like the, the stickiest one to figure out. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so working with Mike, he's, he's got some accolades to his name, my friend, um, like with Guns and Roses yeah. and such. What was some kind yeah. of crazy lessons like working with him? Um, well, it was interesting because we, we started off working with him in LA. Right. And then, but then we, then we had to work with him, uh, remotely because of, um, COVID because, so we got our, our recording got shut down, um, because LA, LA went into lockdown and then we had to get back to New Zealand. So, um, we, we ended up having a very, um, lengthy, um, long-term relationship, <laughs> finishing off the album via, via Zoom calls and, um, yeah, um, logging into, um, you know, live recording sessions. Um, so, so we're doing all that remotely. Um, so what now having, we're back in LA now recording our second album with him. And what I know, what I know now, um, and what he was always saying was, you know, how, how much more effective he can be when he's there with us, directing us, um, you know, and talking to us um, in person. And that's what I've, that's what I've really found on this album. It's just, um, just how, how kind of um, precise um, like he can be, if he's directing me in a vocal session, um, just, just really his, his ear and how, what he picks up on and what he gets out of a vocal session. Um, you, you don't even really know it at the time, but then when you hear it back and you can hear how he has, you know, actually produced you, um, you hear it's, it's quite, it's quite a funny, it's quite a funny kind of feeling because you don't, you, you, when you're hearing, you're hearing your vocal come, come back and you kind of can't, you, it, it almost, it's like, it's almost like he's used my, my vocal instrument without me knowing it. <laughs> he's, cause he's massaged it. He's, he's, he's directed and he's asked for certain things and you're like, I don't know, don't know where this is going or how it's going to, how it's going to be. But then you, you hear it back and you're like, wow, that's, um, I didn't know that that's, I didn't know that that's what we got, but he got it. And he know he always has the has the, the the vision I think that he wants to wants to get. That's a it, you know when you because I've recorded a lot of vocals and you, you get in that room and that red light comes on and that's when all the the flubs happen. You get really in your head. Hold on, let me let me listen to it again. Are you sure? Did I say the word? Oh, weird. Can I? Was that on time? You know, was that off pitch? You really like that's when that's when the final draft really happens is when you're recording the vocals. And it's hard, like you're saying, because he's hearing the finished thing, and you're in there trying to hear hear it. So that's really cool that you can trust where he's going with it. What are like some yeah. kind of like specific things? Like he like, uh, like will he be like more guttural or more like the is is it more musical based? He's saying, or is he more like just kind of like how you pronounce things or how you like is what. What are some like kind of interesting directions you didn't think were gonna land where they land that did Mike guide you through? I think it's there's a, there's a lot of um, he's looking for sometimes just little inflections. Yeah. 
um, I think he knows, like he knows my voice, and he may, he, he would, I guess anyone he works with, he knows, he knows uh, the characteristics um, quite quite acutely, I think. And I think there's there's certain like he's uh, like emotion out of a line. So looking at the meaning, looking at the meaning of the line, and then there might be he's like he's looking for a little inflection. He's just, and it's funny because we might go over a line like ten times. Or even even just a little bit. He's like, I just want this little bit. I want this little thing to sound just like like this. I want that little nuance on that word. Um, and he's like, I know you can give it to me. And then we, and, I, and I'm thinking, okay, I think I know what he wants. And he's trying, he's just trying to deliver. He's you know, he, he's just at the fish and chip shop putting in an order, man. And I'm um, I'm just out the back cooking. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool, though, because there's like, I don't know, that's it's one of those things you don't realize that little bit in however he may be describing how the how the ornament that inflection or that bit of that line, how it decorates the whole thing. Um, That's Mm. so cool. That's very cool. Um, Mm. So with uh, with this next batch of tunes, is it is it following like a concept thing as well? It will be. It's very much so. We, we we got into like the tarot cards, the, oh, the major arc, yeah, yeah. and then we that that gave us a lot of um, uh, in, uh, kind of inspiration for for some for some of the songs. Um, it's in it, but we're at the moment we're we're actually we're recording more songs than we need, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just be we'll just be sitting down and and looking. Look, taking stock of of what we've got and 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 where where these ones kind of fit in in somewhat of an order, um, but but we we we've got a pretty strong kind of visual um, identity and you know and then sonically we know we know where it's where it's gone we know where it, how how we're um how we're tracking you know from Hero's Journey through to um through to the second album and I think it. I think it starts drawing a bit of a line as to where where the band will head, even for album three. I think we can we can start seeing now yeah. how how we'll progress. Um, but definitely, it's it's um we've also been a little bit um I suppose motivated because we've we've been booked on some festivals next year in in the states, um, and so so that uh, one of them is Welcome to Rockville. Um, and that's quite a, quite a big one, and I think we also start we start projecting and and and, and kind of thinking about how the band's going to sound at a festival. And you also, you know, you want we want to be always we we want to be capital theatre. You know, is that there's a lot of kind of meaning that we always come back to. You know, what is capital theatre? And it's you know, it's it's like it's, it's like larger larger than you know, large theatrics and, and, and bold kind of um, rock rock music. So that also kind of informs a little bit of the energy of the songs that we're, that we're bringing to the table as well. And we want, want them to be, want them to, you know, really give people a good time when we're at these festivals. That's really cool. I think it's cool that you guys constantly kind of have that self-reflection, that, that self-check of where we are, who we are. Because that's important, that's an important, like, thing to keep in mind what are we doing why do we do this and those are questions that sometimes when you're like 
going nonstop and working endlessly, you may forget, you know, it's that kind of self-check-in. That's, and to have that as a group, that's, that's phenomenal. Like that's, that's, uh, that's patching any future problems in the right way. Very cool. Um, and yeah. I, I like the idea of Capitol theater itself, like the kind of like, um, I, I think I heard it, heard you guys talk about it in another interview or when I was doing my research or an article, but like a, the idea of like, what role do you play in making capital? You know what I mean? Like that's such a like really well thought out concept. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's good. Good to have a, a band name that can, um, well, I, it can, it can make people think, you know, yeah. uh, you know, wonder what, what does that mean? And, you know, it can mean various things. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the idea that there's theatrics of money at play um, every day for everyone, um, you know, how do you make your money? <laughs> how do you spend your money? Um, why do you have no money? <laughs> why do some people have shitloads of money? Right. Um, that, so there's, you know, that's capital theater. Um, and, but then, you know, then for us also, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a very good kind of, um, uh, kind of building block for us, like, or, or it's a, it's a, it's a sense check always, you know, if we're putting out a music video or we're doing something and we come back and we ask ourselves, is that, is that capital theater? Is that, is that embellished theatrics? Um, you know, is it, is it ticking that capital theater box? We always kind of come back to the name and, and ask ourselves, you know, is simply, is it, is it capital theater or not? That's a, I think that's beautiful. That's super cool. And like, and I, I, and it's interesting too. Does money or does any of the that wealth, that capital, have importance in this role or in this play in our, which is your life, right? Or like, I know I'm ch jumping off the concept and like the cool check-in you guys have. I don't want to confuse the two. I think the cool check-in's spot on, but also that that leaves that open open-end question, right? And like, um, and it, it's interesting, like to even pose it. But um, moving and even as a because yeah, music has a lot of money behind it and like, what's it moving towards and like I don't know it's it's really it's a really well thought out name like, when I read it, it clicked <laughs> I was like that's, but um kind of jumping into the idea of like, tarot and the hero's journey do you guys like read a lot what what kind of brings up these concepts that the whole band resonates with? Yeah um I suppose we, we get into um we get into kind of spirituality, okay. you know, yeah. um, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, we, we do read, you know, all sorts of, um, all sorts of things, you know, we, we, we keep up with, with, um, the wall street journal. <laughs> we keep up with, um, um, you know, music magazines. We keep, we keep up with, yeah, spirituality books. Um, and, and just bit all sorts, you know, I mean, I'm currently, I'm doing a, a psychology course and oh, yeah. I'm just learning about, brain <laughs> nice. um cool. i don't know paul paul our drummer he walks around with a stack of books um you know That's about awesome. about you know stuff probably you know quantum physics and yeah. <laughs> crap like that That's awesome. um, um you yeah know carl yeah. young yeah yeah well yeah, yeah hero's journey thing kind of too yeah, yeah, he was. Well, I mean, I think. I mean, I think he instigated what Joseph Campbell then went on to, to really kind of like crystallize as the yeah. the hero's journey. 
Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, not like I, I studied uh, NMT. I went to Cleveland State for music therapy, and uh, NMT is neurologic music therapy. So some as far as like being a musician and being curious about the brain, I can't recommend uh, diving into like your brain on music by Daniel Levinson. Oh, yeah. Like those are as far as psych and like or uh, Oliver Stacks has got a ton of really interesting books with music in the brain. It's fascinating. Nice. It's fascinating yeah. stuff. And there's this really cool book uh, called uh, Quantum, uh, the Physics of Jazz, where it takes like oh, cool. quantum physics ideas and it ties it to jazz yeah. theory. You know, it's nice. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty uh, like far out but interesting stuff. Um, awesome. awesome, awesome. Was that was that Oliver Stacks? Um, I'm just trying to remember one of his other books. Was he the one that wrote the one um, that the the man who mistook his wife for a hat? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's got. It's good concept. It is. It is. <laughs> he's got a whole. Uh, it's called Music Philia, I think. Is uh, it's all these case studies about people that like, like someone who can't hear music and like or can't like. They're all real specific little stories, and I think if you're into that, I think you'll dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Man. Well, hey, Adam, I know I got a timer here that says I'm about to run out of time with you because um, uh, I only got the 40 minutes. But I really appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your uh, recording time to hang out and chat with me. And uh, I look forward to hearing the new cool, record. Oh, that was great, man. No, I enjoyed your um, I enjoyed your your deep, deep line of questioning. It was cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, sometimes I. I'm afraid I, I put people off with it, and they're like, um, "Just ask me about the record." So I appreciate a, a little more uh, deeper conversation. And I've been hyped yeah. up diving into the record. I'm like, "Oh, this is one we can go into." So thank cool. you so much for your nice. time, my friend. And uh, awesome, bro. Sorry, <laughs> Zoom's weird. You get all the weird lag, but like, hopefully, uh, catch you in Cleveland sometime. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Take care. See you, man. Bye now. Bye. Yeah. Yo, Spike Spiegel here. You just listened to Zig of the Gig podcast. Keep riding the bebop. See you, Space Cowboy. Bang.